the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome in. Holy mackerel. Baby, it's cold outside this morning. 80% of America woke up to freezing temperatures. Whoa. I know, right? Uh, I guess that's good. I guess that's what it's supposed to be like this time of year, right? Anything that you want to talk about, we can talk about money, investing, retirement, and more. I hope that's the aim of the show. Jobless claims hit a 45-year low. Housing starts fall. I was just speaking with an engineer at the television station. I do both television and radio. I'm multifaceted. If you want to see me in action, you can find me online at YouTube under Rob Black Show. But jobless claims hit a 45-year low, and the engineer asked me, he goes, do you see an end of this market craziness always going up? Like, well, we're up 5% for the year, and let's take a look at the calendar. Let's say we're done with one half of a month. Um, So let's go 10% for the month times 12 months, 120% for the Yeah, I see. Yeah, I think we could do that. 120% returns this year. And he looked at me, he's like, you're kidding, right? (laughs) And I'm like, yeah, I'm kidding. Uh, baby, it's cold outside. Housing starts fall. Jobless claims hit a 45 year. So I went on to talk to him and he goes, what do you see? And I said, that's a really good question. Let's think about this for a couple minutes. And, um, so we were talking and I say, those jobless claims, people have jobs. So check, we're okay. When we have jobs, we power industries in the United States. Whether you like what Trumps are doing or not, uh, with the repatriation yesterday, Apple said they're going to hire 20,000 people in the next five years. And they're going to build a new campus, probably in Atlanta, which is called the Bangalore of the South. Which I don't know if that's insulting the South or if that's insulting Bangalore. But it's cheap labor is the implication. Um, and it's also labor that has kind of like some education training already. You're not setting up in West Virginia uh, with an uneducated mass, per se. West Virginia was the last state in our country to leave another state. I think it happened in the Civil War. And uh, uh, Virginia and West Virginia you know, basically grew apart. And President Lincoln said, that's okay, y'all can be two separate states. California's thinking about that right now. And uh, what's interesting to know about that, in my opinion, is I think it's the right thing to do. They're talking about a California and a new California. And the new California would basically be everything on the coast from San Francisco to L.A. And the rest would be the middle of the, the state and the, you know, the eastern part of the state. I don't understand why people in Truckee and Tahoe and Donner in Eureka, um, you know, Bakersfield. I don't understand why they're all paying outrageously high taxes because they're not getting the services that are given in San Francisco and San Diego and Santa Barbara and Los Angeles. They don't have the high-paying jobs that those guys have. 
with that said, do I think we're ever going to succeed or change, become another state? Uh-uh. Uh, but California's broken. A friend of mine said that to me a couple of years, uh, a couple of week, a couple of months ago. And he moved out of the state, and uh, he moved to a state with you know lower income taxes, actually none. Um, it's broken. You know, we've promised too much to too many. And then you go to a community like Lake Tahoe, and Lake Tahoe is like, we're going to take care of Lake Tahoe. So which one do you want to be in? It's a pretty good question. So anyway, with that said, uh, it's tough to run a country because we're all so different in, in different parts. It's tough to run a state. When I put it uh, in a simpler terms, our school systems are broken. Our public schools, uh, they're fine. Uh, but in other states, they've got things like janitors. They've got things like paper supplies. Um, but anyway, back to the conversation I was having with the engineer. And he said, so this market, it's not going to go up 120%. He said, what's going to derail it? I said, well, it's not jobs yet. Keep an eye on that. Keep an eye on oil. Oil's creeping towards 80. You want to own oil stocks right now because when oil's at 40, oh, man, messy, messy, no good. When oil's at 80, yes, please. When oil's at 60, yes. Um, so you want to keep an eye on oil, right? You want to keep an eye on jobs. Jobs will keep the economy running. But there's no more tax cuts. The tax cuts are known, demon known versus demon unknown, right? So we got that. We may get some more legislation that's uh, pro-growth. NAFTA was negotiated 20-plus years ago. Things have changed. Uh, the world's changed. So and I think we should renegotiate our trade deals every 20 years. I don't think the way our president's doing it is proper, but it does need to be looked at. So it's like a marriage, you know. When you're 20 and you're hot and young and passionate, it's, it's a different thing when you're 40, 50, 60. Um, and you, you need to renew your vows, and, you know, instead of being in love with that young person, you have to be in love with that older person too, in my opinion. So housing starts fall. That's in the news today. Home building, home building fell more than expected in December, recording its biggest drop in just over a year amid a steep decline in the construction of single family housing. Um, the Americans filing for unemployment benefits dropped to a 45 year low last week, but, um, so housing starts are kind of interesting because that's part of the formula, too, is the affordability of, of our lifestyles. You want to keep an eye on inflation. Uh, we see rents go up. Now, big cities have been coming down for the last year, two years. As it became too unaffordable, people started moving more towards um, the rural areas. And that left the landlords like, hey, we could use a tenant. I'll give you a free month of rent. They don't want to lower the rents. They'll give a free month. They don't want to lower the rents. Um, so what else could derail the market? Well, we don't have tax cuts, like I said. We've already started to see companies like Apple yesterday say they're going to bring back all $250 billion that's overseas. And they're going to pay $38 billion in taxes. So we're going to see a big, fat dividend come to Apple shareholders. Uh, probably a one-time dividend plus an increase in the dividend, which we'll probably find out on February 13th. Um, and their earnings are on, I want to say, the 30th of this month. So we'll get a lot of information out of Apple, and Apple's a big boy. You know, when you're bringing in $38 billion of 
U.S. government taxes. Trump, like, ooh, he liked that yesterday. He's like, I told you so. Which is a very Take good a thing. Which is a very, very good thing. And there was a poll released yesterday that about a month ago, 35% of Americans like the tax cuts. Now it's up to about 45 46%. So the things that could ruin the market, higher oil, higher inflation, employment changes, where we start firing people. And at this point in time, it's tough to find catalysts that we don't already know about on the upside. So is there something that could disrupt us on the downside? Yeah. Is there something that could come on the upside? More deregulation? Better earnings? Yeah. Earnings season is really important. And we're in, we just started it this week. Banks are doing their job, and they're upping their numbers for 2018 based on tax cuts. You'll see the tech companies do the same thing. What's the next big story to come out? Apple was a big one yesterday with how much they're repatriating. I think you'll hear more from Microsoft and Google very, very soon. I'm Rob Black, talking investing and more. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter, Rob Black Show, YouTube, Rob Black Show. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and Your Money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. Little Haim bringing us back from break. I got to see them in concert this year. I enjoyed it. Three sisters. Uh, probably wasn't the best concert presence I've ever seen. You know, I've seen the police. I've seen you too. I've seen like, I think as you get more older, you get more statesmanlike. And when you're younger, you're abusing your voice. You're not taking it as seriously. And you're playing with a cold and things like that. Uh, where do I go with this? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I have an answer. Um, Netflix is in the news. Because I just saw an analyst up the price target on Netflix. And the price target's about 17% higher than it is today. And everyone knows about Netflix. It's not a surprise. And it's been an amazing stock run for five plus years. And their growth in international markets and their ability to raise prices should boost shares. And Disney's going to come on probably late this year, maybe next year, and have some sort of competition. And Disney's got a lot of content. Uh, some people are holding out hope that Apple buys Netflix, and Apple should have bought Netflix five years ago, and it would have been a no-brainer. But then again, who would have known things like Stranger Things would have happened? So the analyst that upped his price target today on Netflix basically said, they're going to be able to charge more, because they've got you. they got shows like Stranger Things that they're going to make four more years. They're going to stretch out for four more years. Uh, they're going to get six seasons out of it. And even companies like, or shows like Game of Thrones and HBO, there's going to be no Game of Thrones in 2018. Um, HBO is going to be able to drag that out. Westworld, amazing, fun show on HBO last year. It's still not here. Where is it? Where is it? It's expensive. And the costume design is crazy good. So they're doing it right, but they're also stretching it out. So I found myself on... Wondering, should I cancel my HBO? Should I cancel my Netflix? Um, because they're stretching it out on you. And that's the point. Netflix's penetration of broadband-enabled households in international markets outside China rose 13% last year from 9% in 2016. ABC, NBC, CBS, Fox all wish that they would have done exactly what Netflix did. Spend more 
and lose more money, but spend more, develop more, and lose even more money, and then spend even more money, and lose even more money. And then you get the subscribers, and you start raising the prices. Netflix shares are up 63% in the last 12 months. Not too shabby. In a stock market that's up 23%, not too shabby either. So the analyst is saying Netflix is going to be able to leverage content investments and drive margins. That's the story. And that's what I got for you. 800-516-1220 to get your calls on the air. Stock market opened higher, hit some new records, and and said, see a stock market, and the money starts coming out. Investors hit pause following yesterday's rally to new records. Benchmark 10-year treasury climbs to its best level since March 2017. That's another thing that could hurt the economy, hurt the stock market. Um, I said crude oil at the start of the show. Um, inflation, higher interest rates. 10-year treasury sits at 2.6%. So the day of the 4% mortgage is probably gone. That's the thought, at least, right? That's one of the bigger stories. Amazon's in the news. They've released the finalist cities for second headquarters. Um, Los Angeles made the list, which was a little bit surprising to me. It's the only West Coast city. And I think we already got one. It's called Seattle. And if you go to some of the communities up in Seattle, they're grotesquely Amazon. Um, but on the list, uh, names are like Toronto. They're outside the United States. That brings up the question about NAFTA. Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Texas. Uh, Austin, Texas, excuse me. Dallas and Austin, Texas made the list. Chicago and Columbus. Boston. Um, so that's out there. I don't know if there's much more to that story than, you know, at this point in time. Amazon plans to invest $5 billion in the new headquarters and could employ as many as 50,000 people in the city that it chooses. Cities are in fierce competition to lure companies like Amazon. And they got 238 proposals, of which Amazon went out of their way to say, you know, I want to thank all 238 of you. You definitely gave us some good ideas on, you know, cities that we could do business with in the future. And when you, you start looking at the way they positioned it, a lot of cities kind of learned a lesson. We need to have airports, and we need to have roads, and we need to have train stations if we want to attract workers. And workers pay taxes. And that's one of the things companies like Amazon says, we don't really want to pay corporate taxes on this deal. In fact, we want some tax breaks when we're building that said campus because we're going to bring jobs to you. It's pretty interesting. And again, we still don't know what they're looking at. Like they, they, Washington, D.C. made the list. And in Washington, D.C., you'd be like, well, maybe that's for lobbying because labor's expensive and housing ex- is expensive in D.C. Then you see on the list uh, a Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and you go, hmm, okay, I had nothing really to say about that. You say Raleigh, North Carolina, you got NC State, North Carolina, you've got Duke right in Raleigh, right in that research triangle. And that makes a lot of sense because then you're going to be getting close to talent. One of the reasons that Silicon Valley is driven as high as it has is because you've got Stanford and Berkeley. So Yahoo says, we're going to plant our seed right here and build buildings and Google and Facebook. And everyone came along for the ride because of the amazing amount of talent that they could pull from here. And the venture capitalists and you know said situations like that. Interesting, not on the list or on the list is Atlanta, Georgia. And again, 
Uh, Apple's talking about you know spending big bucks. Amazon's talking about spending big bucks. Yesterday there was a great piece in the New York Times about a lot of these companies: Amazon, Apple, Microsoft, and Google. They either are monopolies or they're part of a duopoly. Like Apple and Google dominate operating systems on phones. Microsoft and Google operate dominate browsers. Um, I guess you could throw Microsoft in there, but you get the idea. Our government's going to have to do something at some point in time. But they're all in the business of, like, Google gives away stuff for free. How can you say that's bad? So are we going to change how we define um, a monopoly or a duopoly? Are we going to change the definition? A little REM. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. Athens, Georgia, not on the list. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. Can I interest you in a stock idea or two? Get ready, ladies and gentlemen. Home remodeling is projected to grow at the fastest pace in more than a decade this year. Leading indicator of remodeling activity, which is produced by the Joint Center of Housing Studies at Harvard, suggests that homeowner spending on improvements and repairs will be close to $340 billion in 2018. That's 7.5% higher than last year. I've got a home in California that I'm like, wow, I got such a low mortgage on it, and I got such a low mortgage rate. It's funny I said a low mortgage, and I'm thinking about with that mortgage that I have, I could have three or four homes in other states. But that's not the point. I need new closets. I'm going to be doing some remodeling. I'm part of this survey. That's going to be the biggest annual increase, like I said, since the final quarter of 2007 when the Great Recession began. It could boost not only the industries that service such activity, but also the broader economy. Wow. So who are the winners here? Let me, let, let me think, let you think about this for just a moment. Who are the winners? Well, that's a good question. If you're going to be strapping on a tool belt, who's the big winner? Hmm. Home Depot, Lowe's, Sherwin-Williams, uh, Mastech, um, anyone who does flooring. So that's the big winners. Paint companies and restoration companies and like Home Depot and, and such. First-time home buyers tend to buy homes that need repair and remodel. So as we see and as we anticipate this happening with millennials coming into age where they start to form families, children's or pets or whatever a family might look for, uh, they're looking to improve their home. So it extends the recovery. The single-family housing starts, home price indices, and existing home sales suggest when you take all of them into place, there's lean inventory and fewer options for people who want to trade up. So instead of trading up, let's get some new closets, get a little bit more. Let's put in a new patio. Let's uh, take out the old driveway that's fallen apart and put a new driveway in. There's your play. CFP Chad Burton does a morning show here Mondays through, well, not even Mondays through Fridays, just Tuesdays and Wednesdays and replays on Fridays. 
It's from 6 a.m. to 7 a.m. It's called New Focus on Wealth. New Focus on Wealth. Today's Thursday. He was sitting in for me because I sat in for him yesterday. Today he talked about stocks. Let's listen to a little CFP Chad Burton from his show this morning. What I was also talking about before is people try to get into this the market, and if they haven't been or trying to go beyond their risk tolerance, fear of missing out, so they're getting in now. Those are the same people that tend to get hit with a correction um, and then sell and make those actual mistakes. You have to set a goal uh, of asset allocation, and if you're five years away from retirement or less, part of your goal should be, I need three years worth of what will be my portfolio draws in safe money and the rest in a portfolio. And if most of your retirement assets are in a 401k, that's fine. You can create the cash inside your 401k. If you're over 59 and a half, you should be able to even roll some money out of your 401k to be able to put it somewhere else to get it more diversified or even FDIC insured money market for that safe money. If you are in that situation, you think you're stuck in your 401k, you're probably not. So just give me a call or shoot me an email, chat at chadburton.com. The other thing to think about, too, is, is how you're funding your retirement. Um, you know, taxes are likely going to go up. And high-income earners are living longer and turning Social Security into a good deal, and even Medicare, that for that matter, into a good deal. There's an article in Bloomberg in the personal finance area called, The Rich Are Living Longer and Taking More from Taxpayers. Kind of a, you know tough article because, you know, obviously if you're rich, you've paid a ton of taxes. Um, so the, the issue here is that, look, it's really cheap to eat terrible and get fat and unhealthy. It's, that's a problem that we have right now is that it's super, super cheap on dollar menus to go to places and fill up and feel full on really garbage food. And that can affect how well you can work later in life, 55 on up. And if you're low income and you're not saving and you're also eating very, very unhealthy, it's just a, it's a disaster waiting to happen. Um, and that's what I talk about all the time. If you're, you're driving right now listening to the show and you're wondering why I can't save a retirement, yet you're driving a really nice BMW, or why can't I save a retirement, because, but you have cigarettes and you're drinking you know, 5 $6 coffee every day, every morning, maybe twice a day. That's your problem right there. But what this is also creating is this big divide between in our economy, and it's getting worse. The stock market wealth goes up, real estate wealth goes up, but if you haven't been able to participate because you don't have the excess cash to do that, you're in a tougher position. What that means is that taxes are likely to going to go up. We have this tax cut. If we don't grow the economy at 4% plus for the next several years, our debt's going to increase and taxes will eventually go up. Taxes are so low right now, even people in California at high income should consider at least putting a portion of their money into the Roth side of their 401k if they're not eligible for a Roth IRA. And on January 16th, that show, that podcast, if you want to go to chadburton.com, I talked in depth about that, how the new tax brackets work, um, how they've been expanded and lowered. And people in California right now are thinking, oh, I'm going to pay way more taxes. If you've been, if you look at the second page of your tax return, your 1040, and you see a line called AMT, and that line has a large number in it, that's alternative minimum tax. You've been losing those deductions anyway. Um, so don't just... Uh, you know, it, it, hopefully we'll get some software out soon that people can actually run the numbers a little bit better. But 
Um, look, you, th- th- that's why the whole show is based on funding Roth IRAs and also from the date of retirement to age 69, do some partial Roth conversions every year to build up that tax-free account so that in the future, you can control your tax bracket, lower required minimum distributions out of your 401ks and IRAs, um, tax-free account that you can draw on, which will help you pay 0 to 10% on the capital gains and dividends tax. It, it's complicated. Retirement planning has a lot to do with tax planning. But because of the situation, we're, we're going to see in the future more surcharge, surtaxes, I guess you could say, on things like Social Security and Medicare, where higher income people are going to earn even more. We already see it on Medicare Part B, where if you have income in excess of $400,000 a year, you pay, instead of $134 a month, you pay well over $400 a month. And that can mean if you sell something, you, you know, make have a large income, um, especially right when you turn 65 right after, uh, you end up getting penalized for several years. Now, you can fight that if you sell a large rental property, for example, and that is a big tax event that throws your adjusted gross income way up to where you have to pay that higher premium for Medicare Part B. If it's a loss of an income property, you can fight that if your income is going to go down as a result. But the other thing to consider, too, is how tax loss harvesting works. Now, tax loss harvesting is where you get through you know, the year and you look at all of your positions in your taxable account, and maybe one or two out of your 20 positions is down. So you say, okay, I'm going to sell that, stay out of that position for 31 days, and that way I'll be able to use the loss to offset any other gains. If you have other gains, it's a good idea. But if you don't, question is, do you really want to do that? Because right now we're at the lowest capital gain structure I've ever seen, 0, 10, and 15, and 20%. Capital gains will probably go up in the future. So a lot of times if you sell that stock and you take the loss and then you buy it back 31 days later, that ETF or that fund, you're resetting your cost basis to a lower number. And if you then hold that position for years and years and finally sell it when capital gains are much higher, did it really get you anywhere? And I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing in more. That was CFP Chad Burton. Find him at newfocusfinancial.com. Um, Apple's going to hire 20,000 people, open a new campus, pay $38 billion on a tax bill from overseas profits. Netflix original content is going to allow it to raise rates and uh, costs <clears throat> will be passed on to you. Morgan Stanley likes that, thinks that the stock has room to move higher because of it. Isn't it crazy how Wall Street works? It is. It is. Investors have hit pause right now. We went from 25,000 to 26,000 faster than we've ever gone a thousand point move on the Dow. And it's time to pause. With that said, that's okay. We're up 5% halfway through the first month of the year. You're not getting that at a bank. You didn't get that in your house. It's time to let a nice pause that refreshes. Um, is that true? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe we don't refresh from it. Maybe we all die. But the 10-year treasury has creeped up to 2.6%. Um, yields are inversely to prices. And uh, that means borrowing gets a little bit more expensive. Whether it's you on a credit card, whether it's you on a mortgage, whether it's Apple for a corporate bond that they go out and build a, a, a building with, borrowing costs get more expensive. And that slows economies. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial money, investing, and more. 
We are not in a slow economy right now. Find me online at Rob Black Show, Twitter Rob Black Show, YouTube Rob Black Show. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at kdow.biz or on the KDOW radio app. I'm Rob Black, talking money, investing, and more. I just talked a little bit about some retail stocks tied towards housing that you could invest in. Let's talk a little more housing right now with Tony Mendez from BayAreaLoanSource.com. Joining me now, Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Let's talk a little bit about money and real estate and marriage. Um, I think earlier I w- I've been talking to you about, like I have a friend who she was engaged for all of her 20s and it just wasn't going anywhere. It wasn't going to happen. She was a spend. She was a saver. He was a spender. And uh, next thing you know, she dumps him. Then she starts dating a lot of guys. And then she settles down with one guy. And they have a fun six months. Um, they get engaged. They get married. They have a baby. And now, next thing, you know what's going to be? It's going to be a house, right? Because she's going to start going, you know, you made, you made a baby. You made a baby, so you better earn more money. You better earn more money. Get me a big house for this baby. I want neighbors. I don't want apartment neighbors. I want single-family house neighbors. I know you're saying, who's that an impression of? <laughs> I don't know. But you probably really see that on occasion, young couples with a, a baby. It's not quite like that, but, yeah, we we do see that. It's definitely, I would consider one of the most the, the number one motivation to buy a house for uh, a couple. Okay. Um, and it's a way to spend a lot of money. And it's a way to, it's kind of interesting because if you haven't shown you hers, no, if you haven't shown you yours to hers and she hasn't shown hers to you, you're going to start seeing each other's credit reports. You're going to start seeing each other's bank accounts. You're going to start seeing each other's financial statements. And maybe that's the first time married couples, you know, when buying a home is that they kind of start seeing joint finances. We don't see that that often, fortunately. Okay. Um, I think it's important that if you're a couple and you're looking to buy a house that you act like you own a house before you buy a house. Okay. Uh, And that includes your financials. Uh, Very rarely are we going to find somebody who doesn't know something about the other person. Um, It's every once in a while, it's a perk of our business. I think it's, it's sometimes kind of cute that the the guy or the girl goes, Oh, that, Oh, I didn't know about that. Um, Or that credit card. Uh, more often, we find people that just don't know their credit at all. Right. Um, and that's the scary part is, is people do jump into transactions still to this day, which is, which is amazing, that have no idea what's on their credit. They don't know what their credit score is. They don't know how much debt they have. Um, so some, some people make too much money, and they think that they don't, don't need to pay attention to their credit. We see that a lot. And, uh, and then they wonder why we're pushing them towards a portfolio product that doesn't have the best rates. It's because your credit. Uh, why'd you get FHA loan? Because your credit. Um, but we don't see that that often where married or couples aren't that involved. I think couples very on in the dating process should have a date where they're sober and they each pull each other's credit reports, print them out, hand it over to the other person, and take a look-see. And it'll show your job history. It'll show um, what sort of credit accounts you've opened and closed in the past. Maybe you're a joint account with somebody else that you didn't know you were. There you well, go. Who are you a joint account with? Hey, 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 <laughs> a little too soon. Um, but also, I think after that, after you look at each other's credit and see where, you know, they've fallen, take a look into their, ask them their philosophy. I think one of the best questions I could ask you, 
so I could learn about you. And I'm not saying we're a couple or anything like that, but if we were, I would say, what did your mom and dad teach you about spending, saving, and philanthropy? Uh, CFP Chad Burton, he has his kids give 10% of their allowance to charity. I wouldn't dare think about that because I didn't do that. Um, but he's more charitable than I am. And I just don't want kids. I want kids to enjoy their money. I want them to kind of like start thinking about what they're going to spend it on and go to Dave and Buster's and spend it all and then go, how do I get more money? How do I refresh? And that's something that I hate about Dave and Buster's. They now have those cards that have the credits on it, not even the tokens. There's not even real money anymore. It's all on plastic. I haven't been to Dave and Buster's in a long time, but uh, I, I get the idea. I think the, another question you should ask a new, a new love is, what's your financial background? How have you arrived at conclusions on spendings and savings? How has handling money been an issue for you in the past? Have you ever been deceived about money in a prior relationship? Because I think that's, I think, hmm. I remember dating in my 20s and I would like fly to Miami and I'd pay for the girlfriend kind of thing. I was trying to impress her. And there's only so much money in your 20s. Um, and then it runs out and you have to like replenish it and go to work and figure out ways to save back up, uh, rob a bank, whatever it is you do. <laughs> um, so, but you're not seeing a lot of that with, with young couples cause, uh, you're a mortgage lender. I'm sure you see well, uh, some I, I think there's homeowners. reality is really kicked in for people that are looking for houses. Okay. Um, you know, the home prices are up and rates are low. They, they see year over year values continue to rise. Um, and they've been sitting on the sidelines. They've been renting, having trouble saving down payment. And, you know, they may get some pressures from family or, or a child comes into the picture and they want the extra room. They want the better school. And that's a, another driving motivation. And, um, and that reality kicks in and they, start thinking sooner. They start checking their credit. They, they, they look at their income. We, we really are seeing a, um, a trend of more and more people being more involved with their, their finances uh, coming to, uh, to the table with a, a, a purchase. I'm, the, the, the circumstances where people don't know what's going on with their credit or with their finances is, is getting rarer and rarer, but it still happens. It's, um, all, all I can say about a home loan is to start early and work with somebody that you trust. I mean, that's that's the basic philosophy in getting a home loan. And if you have to start a year or two early, so, sometimes it matters. Let's say you're self-employed, Rob, yeah. and you've been um, changing jobs. You've gone from self-employed to W-2, to, and then you went to contracting, or you had a temp, temp job. Those things matter. And um, if you're a spouse... And you're seeing that happen. Maybe you have to have that talk and say, I need to, you know, we, we, we've talked to a, a mortgage guy and he says, you know, two years employment. We, we can't go from self-employed w, or W2 to self-employed. We can't see that kind of history. You're listening to Rob Black and your money on AM 1220 KDOW. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.